Hey everybody, my name is Anita Kirkbride of Torp Communications and this is Halablab, the show for small businesses in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Join me as I talk to businesses you may be following and some you might not have heard of yet. Hear stories from local business owners like you, how they started, where they're going, and of course, since I'm a social media consultant, how they're using social media. Take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss an episode, whether you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. Hey, Halifax, welcome back to episode three of the Halablab, Halifax's small business blab. My guest today is Jennifer Nogler from Simple Local Life, just outside of Halifax on the beautiful South Shore of Nova Scotia. And we're going to be talking today about influencer marketing or whether or not it is influencer marketing and blogging and local social media and all of that fun stuff. Before we get started, just a quick reminder that uh, these episodes are brought to you by Stupid Simple Social Media Program, the program to help small business owners get their social media strategy under control. And if you're interested in that, it open, it, the doors are open now and it starts on Tuesday. So you haven't got much time and I won't be offering this one again until January. So let's get you all set up for a great new year and get things going. So you can uh, get the information for that at stupidsimplesocialmedia.com. All right, so oh, hold on one second. Okay. I thought the door was wide open. Thought my kids left the door wide open and I had to go shut it. <laughs> so Jennifer is um, uh, the owner of Simple Local Life, a media company celebrating life on the South Shore of Nova Scotia. Recognizing the lack of a local voice talking about all things fantastic happening where she lived, Jennifer started Simple Local Life in November of 2015. She blogged for a year without making any money to see what the response was and her own enthusiasm for it. At her one-year anniversary, she committed to turning Simple Local Life into a business, started treating it like a job, began making money shortly after. By April 2017, she was blogging full-time. She works promoting local businesses and events through Facebook Live series, content creation, local gift guides, and more. She has added two to three contributors in the last year, and Simple Local Life is a trusted resource and influencer in her small rural market. Simple Local Life has been featured and interviewed in Lighthouse Now, The Sheldon McLeod Show, and Weekend Gardener with Nikki Jabour on News Radio 95.7, the station I listen to constantly. Uh, she's written for Now Lunenburg County Magazine, and she's partnered with and been sponsored by President's Choice, Natrell, Mosier Motors Ford Limited, Gow's Home Hardware, Bridgewater Pharmacy, Wiles, Wiles Lake Farm Market, the LaHave River Credit Union, and more. Jennifer sees huge potential for businesses in the online space and is happy to help them reach their market. So welcome, Jennifer. Anything you. you add to that introduction? There's lots of things going on there. No, not really. That was a really good summary, I think. And uh, yeah, it's kind of hard listening to someone else describe what you do. But um, no, that, I think that really, that really did summarize that quick condensed version of this sort of journey I've been on the last few years. 
So one of the things we were talking about before we went live, and I want to bring that out for people to hear that discussion is the word influencer. Do you consider yourself an influencer? Well, I, it's, this is just my personal feeling about it. I definitely can see, and it's, I'm just going to, I definitely see that I have influence uh, here with what I do with Simple Local Life. Definitely describing myself as an influencer is just not a word I'm really comfortable with. It just kind of, I don't know, it's just a personal preference. I think it's, um, I just think it's open to interpretation what and people I think have a preconceived notion of what an influencer is mm -hmm. uh, but I definitely I guess that's the word they started using you know it kind of went from blogger to influencer you know content creators there's all kinds of language around what what people are doing online but um, I definitely think I have influence, but I really, I don't often say I am an influencer just because it's just, I don't have a lot of comfort with that word. That's, but that's mm -hmm. It's one of those things um, I say all the time, just having this conversation with somebody on Twitter, actually, that we don't, you shouldn't, you're not supposed to go around calling yourself a guru. A guru, <laughs> you call somebody else, right? And yeah. In yoga told me that a long time ago that a guru you only ever call somebody else a guru so is influencer kind of the same thing for you it's okay if somebody else calls you that but you don't use it for yourself probably yes <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it just sounds I don't feel and, and where I'm at in, in the market I work with here uh, here on the South Shore and I live in a small community and mostly rural areas I don't I just, it's not a word I want to use when I'm describing what I do, because really so part of what I do is an education with businesses really, and what I do do and what I offer and why it's different than traditional marketing. So I think if I just, you know, sent a note or dropped in and said, oh, I'm an influencer, you know, I just don't know if it, if it would really relate to, um, I, I just don't think it's the right terminology mm -hmm. for me here in the space I'm in and with what I'm doing. But I definitely, you know, I do say I have influence in this market and I do recognize that. Um, but sure. Yeah, so it's just, the, it's just the word influencer, I guess. It's it has a certain connotation to it, for sure. I mean, when, when you think about influencers, a lot of people would think of Kim Kardashian, right? right? They would think of something like that. And, and there's all kinds of different levels of influence. Everybody has influence over somebody about something. And I think that's kind of where these the local blogging and influencer market has really come from is the fact that um, you have influence over people going to local events or maybe which hardware store they go to because that's what you're talking about. So we all have, I have influence over, um, you know, which social media programs some people will choose to at least try Hopefully I'm able to influence them to buy things, but I don't consider myself an influencer either. Right. So it's just we all have influence. Word, recognizing we have it, but maybe uh, it's not something I yeah. readily describe myself as an influencer, but definitely I would say, and I do say to businesses that we Simple Local Life does, we're a trusted resource and we do have influence in the market. Yeah, absolutely. So I see that you um, call Simple Local Life a media company. What does 
team? How, how do you see yourself as a media company and how is that different from traditional marketing? Well, that's really, um, that really came, it's kind of evolved into that. Um, certainly when I started, uh, I started, I think probably my first blog post, it could have been called, I should start a blog, actually, <laughs> I have to go back and look, <laughs> or I'm starting a blog, I don't know, you know how everyone starts with one of those. Uh, and I had a blog years and years ago when my children were young. Uh, I had a family blog for eight years and I, the kids still like to go back and read some of it. I used to write these big stories and pictures. It was really just for our family, but I really enjoyed that part of it. And that's what sort of got me to where I thought in 2015, I should start a blog. Uh, just because I, I was trying to follow some bloggers in this, in Halifax and other in the province, like I was trying to find local bloggers to follow and I could find some, but not a lot, but I did, I was pretty sure there was no one here really blogging or writing online about what was happening here locally. So that was sort of how I wanted to get started and it was in my bio there, but you know, I, I kind of made the commitment to myself to blog for a year and just see what I thought, what the reaction was to it, um, see if I enjoyed it and the response. And then I, I had a really good response to it. I wasn't blogging as consistently once I made that decision that I was going to do this full time. But over time, I think with over the last two years, what's happened since I It'll be three years in November I've been running Simple Local Life. But in the last two, when I really decided to treat this like a business and, and work at it as a job, and now I would say I'm blogging full time, um, or I'm working at it full time. I still call it blogging, but um, last year we started to add uh, contributors to the site. So I have a couple of paid contributors now, and I'm looking to expand that a little bit more. And I kind of went through a rebrand process last year um, with Skysail brand, which is local here on the South Shore, and, and they do fantastic work. And I remember her saying to me, you really should, you really should recognize that you're more, I think you're more than just a blog. Mm -hmm. And blog and blogger as well is another one of those words I think people sometimes struggle with identifying with what that means. So I do think that what we're doing now, I do think it started to feel appropriate once we started adding contributors to look at us more. It's not just me blogging, it's us um, presenting a, a media company to the South Shore with a few different voices. We're covering events, we're working with local businesses, we have local business sponsors. So I think it just sort of evolved into that and it just sort of it took me a while to get comfortable with that word too, <laughs> but once I did, I thought, yeah, that, that, I definitely feel like it is, it's not just me, it's sort of, I'm sort of building something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so how, how does, how is what you do similar to traditional marketing and how is it different? Um, well, I think it's, it's similar in that, you know, I'm helping businesses get the word out about what they're doing, about a promotion or an event or what's happening within their organization. What's different is most of what I do for them is online. It's on social media or it's it's digital. It's, it's either a sponsored content, like a written blog post with photos. Um, but a lot of my success has really come from doing Facebook Live 
uh, with businesses. So we do series um, and that's where a lot of it's come from. So I think that's just different than what traditional media has sort of offered up to this point. Uh, and just sort of different than what I had really seen anyone doing at that time when I started it. I didn't really, I just kind of thought it was just, we just thought we'd try it. I did my first Facebook Live myself in my kitchen and I was sweaty and hot and a thousand people watched me and I was like, what? Like a thousand people at that point were not reading my blog post. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. So it really was just recognizing where people were engaging and then mm -hmm making that work with the businesses that we were working with and and then offering that to them and and we've had a really great response to that so far yeah so walk us through uh-oh we just lost jennifer he went black i'm here i can see myself uh-oh hold on here and see if she comes back for a second i don't know what happened to her i can see you Jennifer, if you can hear me, try just refreshing your browser. I don't know if she can hear or not. Okay, she's refreshing. So she'll be back here in a second, I think. There she is. <laughs> I, I could hear you and see me, see you and me. I didn't know what happened. I don't know. I'm, I'm used to that from the days when we actually used a program called Blab. We used to have to refresh all the time. So it's, yeah, no, you're just, your screen went completely black on my end and I couldn't hear you. So, um, I did lose my train of thought though. Oh, I was going to ask you, okay. So walk us through when a business partners with you or collaborates with you, um, what is it that you do for them? Like, what are they paying you for? Because a lot of people don't really understand. They think they're just getting a post on Facebook. What is it that you're doing that people don't see all of those pieces? Well, it really, first of all, I think you want to have a conversation with the business to see what they're, what they're hoping to get out of working with you or what their goal is. Usually with my the experience I have here locally is that a lot of businesses feel like they need a, they want to do something online, but they don't know what to do or they need some mm -hmm. help with that. Um, so I think there's a lot of interest in, in doing things that are, that are primarily uh, through social media or online. Um, so then it's a conversation with them to see what their goals are and what they're looking for. But I find um, I've been doing a series. I'll just give an example with Wells Lake Farm Market. And this is our second season doing this, doing this. We do a Facebook Live every second week on a topic. And then I will write a, write some content the next week on that topic and kind of put our video in there as well. Um, but I think we are it what it does is it builds trust with their customers and with their with their future customers if they're not their customers yet. It helps them become sort of an authority in the space too, you know, like we talk. Um, Elspeth and I talk a lot about gardening and, you know, uh, last year it was mostly about gardening. This year it's more about um, the food that you're, how to prepare the food from your garden. But uh, I think it just helps for them to become a bit of an authority that you want them to be the person at the top of people's mind when they're, uh, when they're thinking about, oh, where should I, 
to go pick up my pumpkins this year or where should I go get my fall mums? Um, so it's, it's, but it really depends on what that business is looking for. I think mm -hmm. sometimes people just want to, sometimes it's an education piece. You know, we've worked with um, our local PharmaSave here, Bridgewater PharmaSave, and we've done some videos with the <coughs> pharmacists there. Sometimes it's educating the public on what they offer and even just giving them information if it's about, you know, a flu vaccine or about a shingles vaccine or, you know, just different topic, but it really depends on the business. But mm -hmm. the engagement that you can get with Facebook Live is really um, unique. And I think that that's another thing that, you know, doing this sort of series or doing videos gives them a chance to actually hear from their customers or clients like in real time sometimes or afterwards people I, I think they hear a lot of feedback afterwards from from people who watch them and and I find if you do it on a regular basis people really come to watch them and, and look for them and expect them so it's uh, it's just a, a really unique way to connect I think seeing people and hearing their voice and listening to them have a conversation it just makes you feel I don't know. I think it's a quick and easy way to build trust with people. And um, there's just, you just don't get that in a lot of other kinds of marketing that you do. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like having their own TV series in a way. Like it really, it really is. Yeah. It feels like it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I tell people this all the time. We have the power of TV stations right here in our pockets now. Right. And for those who aren't, maybe watching on Facebook Live, I'm holding my phone up to the screen as if you could see it. Um, but it, what we can do with our phones now and our computers, we everybody has access to making their own TV shows and their own TV series. So working with somebody like you, who maybe isn't afraid to go on camera, can make it a lot easier to for a small business owner who's maybe never been on camera before to get on camera and start becoming the face of their business. Do you think that's part of the, the allure of working with you? I'll answer honestly, no, because most of, most people <laughs> when I first come in, they don't want to be on camera. It's really mm -hmm. hard sometimes to get them to agree or to find someone within the organization who will be on camera with you. But secretly I can tell when we're done, they sort of love it. Like it is. <laughs> So I think a lot of people feel a lot of trepidation about yeah. going live, especially, but I certainly do hope and feel that I bring a sort of reassurance and comfort when I'm with them. And I describe it, especially the first time we do one, that it's just a conversation. It's me and you having a chat and that's it. And I am facilitating, I'm keeping it going. You just have to follow my lead and answer, help answer any questions and I'll just keep us going. So I certainly do my best to try to make people feel comfortable, um, but it is funny because some, there's a lot of resistance sometimes from people to going on camera, but after they do a couple, I can tell they sort of, I think some of them like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people enjoy it more than they're willing to admit. To because, you know, I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to be on camera myself. I don't like to be in front of the camera and have my picture taken, just like, most people I know, but I have so much fun coming on here and talking to a different business every week and learning how they work and what they do and how they use social media that that really overrides any concern I have about the fact that I'm growing out my hair and it doesn't look great right now. 
you know, or that I'm pale or I have a sunburn or whatever. Right. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm always encouraging people to just get on and do it. Yeah. And your, your viewers learn so much just by seeing you on camera. They really do. And I think that too, like the part where I'm with them and what we do with Simple Local Life is we, besides helping the customer build up, you know, their kind of um, trust in the community and their expertise or their being the first people, the first place people think of, you know, that that's what we are providing as well with Simple Local Life, obviously, and that whole influence piece is that, you know, by hearing us all the time or seeing me or you know, on video and and talking, I think that too, there's just, you just have to watching someone on chat with other people and, and seeing them on video. It, it just is a, such a quicker way for people to feel trust with you, I think, and to come to rely on what you, what you're talking about or, or look for, look to you for, um, you know, information. So yes. video is really powerful. And I will say too, like we, I do it all too from my phone and a little tripod about this big. I mean, there's no, <laughs> that's the other thing. I think sometimes businesses think I'm going to come in with all this equipment and stuff. And I'm like, oh no, it's like this and like a tripod that's this high. Yeah. <laughs> so very easy to do and set up. And so I think too, it's not intimidating or just hopefully not that intimidating once, once you get started. But video was nowhere on my radar when I started. I just wanted to write content. I didn't even want to be on my site at all when I started. But like I said, once I started it, the response to it, I just couldn't ignore it. And it's really changed the whole direction of my, of what yeah. we Can you, and I understand that maybe you can't give specific examples from campaigns that you've done, but can you give us some ideas of what kind of results you've had from doing some of these campaigns? And if, if you can't name the client, that's fine. But can you tell us a little bit about what, if somebody was to work with you, what kinds of things might they be able to expect? Well, um, there's two different ways really to look at that. And one is if you're doing like a one-off with someone, um, you could be, I could be asked to do like, there's something specific they want us to talk about. And those are fine. Um, if we're talking about bigger campaigns, usually I like the idea of working with someone on a, on a series or on a monthly basis, just even for three months, just to kind of see what the feedback is. But I think doing longer ones, like six months or a year even, or mm -hmm. a seasonal market or something, um, then I think that helps people, it helps, like I said, people sort of look at, look for it. So uh, it's hard to gauge with, with any kind of marketing what, what the results are uh, as far as the numbers go. But I hear from, um, like Elspeth at Wells Lake, or I know at Gow's Home Hardware, I, I think they hear a lot of response to the videos and what we're doing. Uh, and I think people really enjoy it. I think local people really enjoy seeing their friends and neighbors or community members uh, in videos or being live with you and hearing them or people that you, you know, your favorite, your favorite worker back in the heating department, you know, at the home hardware store or something. I think people kind of really enjoy that part too mm -hmm. so I think it's I, I wouldn't want to go into specifics around numbers but I think it's uh it's certainly something that I think most of the places I've worked where I've worked with so far get a lot of positive feedback from people talking about it and I don't think I just don't think it's the same as traditional media in that way that you would 
hear that sort of feedback on a regular basis because talking about what we were talking about in the video or what we were you know a story that we told or something it's just it can be so all over the place <laughs> people don't walk up to you and say hey thanks for that newspaper ad or thanks for that billboard or you know but they might say I'm, you know i really enjoyed that video you did that taught me how to grow cucamelons or Exactly. Or definitely, like I think what it does do is it, it, it's a quick, easy way to get people to come to your business. If mm -hmm. we like said, if we're talking about a, a, a plant at, at the garden center, or if we're talking about um, a fan or an air conditioner at the hardware store, uh, it definitely I, brings customers in the store for sure. So I think that too, it's a much easier I just think people, it just, I think it lingers more in your mind than like you said, if you saw an ad somewhere or yeah. if you, I don't know, I, I don't want to, I mean, I, there's place, I think in the market for all kinds of media, mm -hmm. but definitely yep. what, what we're doing is, uh, is just something a little bit different. It is. And yeah, there's always a place. There's a place for radio. There's a place for newspaper. There's a place for everything. Um, the kind of content that you're producing is just different. It's maybe a little more, uh, a little richer texture. I don't know what the word is. You know what I'm trying to say. It's There's a little more nuance to it because you're getting to see how the person reacts and you're getting to know the person in a much more informal basis, really. And the other thing we do get um, that I don't think traditional media maybe gets in the same way is you get real data around uh, video and you know, you know, when you do a Facebook live video or when you do a sponsored blog post or content, uh, you can look at numbers and data and tell who's looking at it, what their age group is, you know, where they live. That yeah. that kind of information is really valuable to businesses. So there's definitely numbers, and I think when you're working with someone, you want to be watching that. And paying attention to it and i think it gives them too a real snapshot into uh, especially with social media channels into who is who's on there who's following them what their demographics are and and kind of helps guide you as you start making decisions about how you're using that yeah well great segue because i always want to talk to the businesses about how they use social media and obviously a really big part of what you do is social media because you're doing facebook live videos so that's clearly social media. What else are you doing on social media and how is that supporting your media company, your blog, your website? Well, uh, well, obviously, like you said, Facebook Live, I'd say would be the biggest that I'm using as far as working with businesses. The next after that, I would say is Instagram and Insta Stories. So Insta Stories, I feel like it's just become this, um, I feel like it's a huge part of something that businesses probably need to start looking at more uh, and start using. It's for me as a, if I was just a consumer, I spend more time now watching stories on Instagram than I do scrolling through the feed. Uh, and again, it just, it can give you that behind the scenes, it's little snapshots, it's very, I do a lot of Insta stories, I did some today talking about being on here. So it's just gives you this quick little way like I, I wouldn't have hopped on Facebook Live before we went on and said, I'm going to be here, but an Insta story is the quickest way to do that. And with location services and um, being able to tag tag the business or location or, 
our other products. It's just, it's really this, um, it's really, I think, going to be the next big piece. It already is, but I feel like mm -hmm. we're just going to grow as far as businesses needing to kind of up their Instagram and Insta stories game. And younger, it's definitely a choice for younger people. And what I say when I'm working with someone is, if these aren't your customers yet, these are your future customers. So if they're watching your Instagram and your Insta stories now, that's perfect because these these are the people who are your could be your next customer. So right. I think it's something. Um, Instagram is probably where I spend a lot of my time if I'm on, I guess, some Facebook, but a lot of Instagram and Insta stories. I mean, I like Twitter too in a different way, um, and I use LinkedIn too. I share my content on LinkedIn, but. Um, I think Instagram and Insta stories is going to be the next big thing that you're just not gonna, it's going to get to a point where you just mm -hmm. can't ignore it. And because Insta stories are relatively new, a lot of businesses, myself included, aren't using them very much. I struggle with Insta stories because I don't, I said this to my class this morning, I don't like to get on and talk about myself. And I feel like Insta stories is very much about you, right? Um, it's different if you've got a, a client that you're working with, but that's not how my business works. So what would be, what would you tell a business who is trying to get into Insta stories? You've convinced them that's where they need to go. What's your best tip for them? I think it's showing behind the scenes stuff of what's going on. I think that's what people like to see. I think that's why the, there's such a popularity with Insta stories is because people feel like they're like getting a little window into your world or your home or your life. And if you're a business, I think I, I would be really interested in that. You know, if a, I don't know if your business is, if you showed behind the scenes what, you know, what went in. I know um, Wells like Farm Market sometimes hosts weddings up in their greenhouse and it's beautiful up there. If they mm -hmm. have time to do Insta stories um, of the prep that goes into getting the greenhouse ready for a wedding, like that would be amazing. And actually, I'm just saying that's, that's a really good idea. So to... <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> I should get on that with her. Um, but, you know, I just, so I think behind the scenes or a little, I think it's fun when I see businesses do fun things. There's a lot of fun things you can do with Insta stories that seems silly, but people are on there. And so if they're on there, you may as well be reminding them of your business. And if it's staff, I think sometimes it's fun to see the staff doing things or just, you know, have just what their day is like the behind the scenes little boomerang videos, or it's really just a fun way to connect with your customers that doesn't have to be so formal and so um, professional. I mean, you, you obviously don't want to be too <laughs> Too casual, but I think it's you can find a balance with it um, and just sort of kind of have fun with it. And, but it's it's in a different way. It is that same like gone in 24 hours, and uh, you know. But the other thing about Insta Stories for businesses is that it's I think the only platform I can see at this point where you can see who is watching your stories. Mm -hmm. So you can do an Insta Story and then look like I I always joke with my. I've got three kids and they're older and, but they, uh, and, you know, I see a lot of their friends and a lot of younger people watch my Insta stories and it confuses me, but you know, it's good information. And I think mm -hmm. for businesses too, it's good information for them. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think a lot of people don't realize that the that you get to see who's been watching their stories. Yeah. And into that myself very often because like I said I don't use stories that much but um, you need to be careful of that when you're watching people's stories too if you don't want them to know you can't watch the story and a lot of people don't understand how some of these things work but um, so your your tip then for people who want to get into insta stories is to start with behind the scenes stuff a good place to start or just and you don't have to be on camera it doesn't have to be you it could just be you know a shot if you have a, a hardware business it can just be a shot of your you know your what your front display looks like or a shot of the store what the, with the sun coming up or a shot of your fall mom somewhere like it doesn't have to be sorry i just need my pug <laughs> sorry <laughs> um it doesn't have to be just uh just you on the video so I would I would encourage you Anita too to, it could be a shot of your you know your coffee and your your book there's as you get ready to start your day or a picture of your class if you don't want to be on it when you're teaching but um it's really it, so don't it doesn't have to be you talking but again once you start with it it's fun I find you get a lot of interaction too from insta stories people will direct message you way more yeah. than they do on any other platform so it's a great way to kind of start that conversation with your with your customers or with your clients or just to engage with people it's huge so i do find that when i do them i usually get a few private messages so it is definitely um more engaging maybe than just posting on your profile yeah and Insta stories because it's right up there in front of everybody, right? If you're following somebody and they post a story, it's right there. And sometimes you even get notifications saying Jennifer has added to her story so that it, you know, they're still trying to let you know when that new content is there. And there's the, also the allure of, well, that content's only going to be there for 24 hours. And I don't want to miss out on what Jennifer said. I might miss something important. <laughs> I say a lot of important things, Anita. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So Instagram is your favorite network then, you, you would agree? Yeah. Instagram and Insta stories in particular. And um, what about, um, you have an email list too. What could, what do people get from being on your email list? Well, generally, the, the, the first thing they get is they'll get notified um, every time we publish new content. So every time we have a written blog post, that, that's sent to everyone on our email subscriber list. Uh, my, I'm, I'm better certain times of the year at sending out a newsletter. And, uh, but when I started my newsletter, it was obviously an intent. The intent is to keep people informed of things they might have missed. Um, over the summer, it, it sort of laxed a bit, but I'm definitely going to get back at um, trying to keep my email, uh, trying to keep my newsletter more regular and to let people know of events and things that are happening here as well. Because like I said, we do a lot of Facebook Live um, things, but if you're not on Facebook during that time or you're not on that day, you know, you might miss that. You might not see it. So it's a great way to kind of just send a link to that if they wanted to watch it then when they have time after the fact. But it just kind of keeps people in the loop of, of um, any events or things that we're helping with or working with. Right. Okay. 
Well, I think we um, have covered everything we can cover today about local influencer marketing and uh, learned a lot about what you do and how you make your money as a blogger and a media company down on the South Shore. Who knew there was more media companies down on the South Shore? (laughs) Thanks for for joining and talking to us and encouraging the people who are listening to get onto Facebook Live and Instagram Stories. Of course, a big part of my business is also encouraging people to do the things that I don't do myself. (laughs) But I'm trying to, just like everybody else, you have to prioritize, right? So you've prioritized Facebook Live and Instagram stories. Um, We all have to pick and choose which ones are going to work for us. But definitely, um, I think watching the the things that you do, the, the series that you do with the hardware store and the gardening center and that kind of stuff, It's a really good way to look at doing Facebook Live. It's an easy way to plan your content. And so I would encourage people who are thinking about um, doing more unique content to check Jennifer's page out, Simple Local Life, on pretty much everything. Um, Twitter, she is Jennifer Nogler, but uh, Simple Local Life on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find her there and see what she's up to. And I'm sure she'd be happy to answer questions. I've also dropped a link here in the comments to sign up for her newsletter if you are in the South Shore or if you just like to travel to the South Shore and find out what's going on. Uh, So thank you, Jennifer, for joining me today on the Hellablab and sharing some of your insights on uh, influencer marketing and bloggers and and what you guys are up to and uh, just helping us see the possibilities for video and and live content well thank you so much anita for having me it was a lot of fun and yeah i'm uh, happy to answer any questions uh i kind of uh work here a lot on the south shore but i'm open to discussion with any business who uh who might just even want to have a chat about what their marketing could look like moving forward whether it's a facebook live series or whether it's um, just getting more involved with uh with sort of an, an online presence for businesses because I think a lot of businesses are, are feel like they're missing parts of that and just need a little bit of help with it. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to chat with anyone about that. And yeah, I, I really well, appreciate it. Yeah. And, and uh, Laureen just reminded me in the comments too that you'll be speaking at Blog Jam, which is coming right up. I forget because I'm not attending. But when is Blog Jam? It's in Moncton on November? No, it's October. It's October. October. It's the 27th and 28th. <laughs> Yeah. October 27th and 28th, we're going with. Um, and what are, what are you going to be speaking about at Blog Jam? So my topic is how I went from Blog Jam to full-time blogger in two years. Because that wow. is, Blog Jam is really connected to my path. The very first Blog Jam I went to, I had a domain name bought, but I had not published anything. I had stuff started, but I was just, it felt so overwhelmed. And I left Blog Jam and I went home and I... I hit publish and uh, yeah, and things really changed after that. So, um, but I, I kind of have the steps I took to get to working full-time now as a blogger and, and what that took and, and how I got there. Well, that would be a great session for somebody to go to who is thinking they want to start a blog, it sounds like. So if you're in the Moncton area, October 27th and 28th at the Delta Hotel by Marriott Beausajour, Laureen's filling us in on all the details here. Uh, make sure you check that out. The website for that is Blog Jam Atlantic. 
so thanks again for joining me today for Hallablab, and um, I look forward to seeing more of your content come across my feeds. Great. Thank you so much, Anita. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks for listening this week. You can catch the Hallablab live every Friday at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on the Twerp Communications Facebook page or catch the replay on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to twerp.ca for links to everything we mentioned in this episode. And while you're there, you'll probably want to grab one of the freebies available to help small businesses manage their own social media marketing. If you run a small business in the Halifax area and you'd like to be featured on Halablab, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at twerp.ca. That's info at twirp.ca. Talk to you next week.